Oh, what is the Epskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast. We're on episode 79 of my little gaming show, where once a week I just have to talk about video games, old video games, new video games. It doesn't matter. Video games. I love video games. And if you like video games, then you might have some fun here on this podcast. Today, I am doing a bit of a retrospective on one of my... Oh man, I have such a soft spot for Heavy Rain, which came out on the PS3, I think way back in 2010. It's over a decade old now, so I guess that makes it a classic. I think that's how that works. But other than retrospectives, I also have a versus series where I put up two things against each other and they battle it out for supremacy. I think the last versus I did was Resident Evil 2 remake versus Resident Evil 4 remake. That was a lot of fun. But yes, today we're doing a retrospective. But before we dive into the retrospective, let's talk about what I've been up to over the last week or so, and I always encourage you, the listener, the viewer, what have you been up to over the last week or so? What games are you diving into right now? What movies have you been checking out? Old and new, it doesn't matter. And of course, what TV shows are you diving into? And here we go. I'm going to let you know what I've been up to in terms of movies. I did it again, y'all. No movie on the docket for this week. My apologies, but I did fill it in with um, some TV shows here. So last week I talked about that NASCAR show on Netflix. My wife and I finished that one off. And it was actually pretty damn good. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. It's shorter. I think it was only five episodes, which is a lot shorter than some of the other shows of that variety. The golf one and whatever. But yeah, I kind of actually liked the... The, the drivers in this one, especially that Bubba, that Bubba dude. Oh, man, that guy's a winner. I really like his personality. He seems like a lot of fun. But it was a good show. Like, I, I, I don't know a dang thing about NASCAR racing. Now I know a, a little bit more of it, I guess. But um, it was pretty good, man. It was pretty good. The drivers were pretty enjoyable, like I said, especially Bubba. That's my boy right there. And yeah, I think I would be down to continue onward with this show. So yeah, I would recommend it. Check out some NASCAR on Netflix. If you like the F1 series, then you'll probably dig the NASCAR one. It's pretty damn similar, but I I prefer the F1. That's my favorite out of all of them. And then my wife and I, we checked out this, uh, it's not a new show, but for us it's new, and it's called The Umbrella Academy. And whoa, dude, this show just kind of came out of nowhere. We're just browsing and... It, it was there, and my wife's like, oh, someone said that was pretty good. I looked at it. The concept sounded really cool. It's like these, these group of people that have all these kind of powers, and they find out that the world is going to end in eight days. So they're trying to figure out what the fuck, right? So it's actually really good. It's a really good-looking show, like just really looks good, high production value. The characters are really good so far. The only one that I... Well, I can't really say that, uh, but there's like a big guy. He's kind of a little bit milk toast, a little plain, but he's starting to develop a little bit of character. Uh, there's one character, I think his name is Krause. He's like this, just a fucking mess, basically. But he's a lot of fun, and his unique power is that he can speak with the dead. So, like, fucking, um, yeah, there'll just be, like, dead people that only he can see, and he'll be interacting with them. Fucking wicked show so far. I'm really into it. And uh, my wife is into it. We are almost done the first season. And yeah, we've been crushing like uh, an episode or two every night. It's a longer show. It's it's like an hour per episode, but it's really good. Check out the concept. I watched a trailer and I was like, yep, let's let's go. Let's dive in. And 
been really, really good so far. I'm quite enjoying myself with that show. A pleasant surprise, if you will. And I'm still watching The Legend of Vox Machina. More of the same, just watched a handful of episodes, not too many. It's still vulgar and funny. Uh, enjoyable, easy watching show. If you like video games, I, I like... Um, if you're playing Baldur's Gate, check this show out. It's it's not based off of Baldur's Gate, but it, for me, it feels like Baldur's Gate. Anyway, that's all the shows I have been watching over the last week, and let's talk about some video games. Still absolutely slaughtering Persona 3 Reloaded. I think I'm about 45, 50 hours in there now, so yeah, right in there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the story is starting to open up a little bit. I feel like I got... Most of the characters now, I don't know, they could throw another one at me. I just got um, a very awesome new character. Uh, We'll talk about that when we get to the Persona 3 Reload review, but that's still a few weeks away, I would imagine. But yeah, man, just plowing through it. A little bit more of the same from my experience of Persona 4 Golden last year. Not really a complaint. I love Persona. You can go check out... I think it was last week's episode, my 13 favorite franchises uh, currently, and Persona was on that list, so you can go and take a listen to that episode, please, and thank you. But yeah, still crushing it, enjoying the story. I would say so far, out of the three Persona games that I've played, three, four, and five, this one so far is maybe my least favorite, I think. Um... I'm not really, like, I I like the characters, but I'm not, like, as engaged with them as I would be in the other games. Now, there's a reason why for that, and I I will get into that when we get to that review, but still really, really, really enjoying myself with Persona 3. I started up a mystery game. I'm not going to go into too much detail about it. But it's a Nintendo game, and I just started playing it, and uh, it's part of my Retro Backlog series. It's an old game that I never played before, and I'm going through it, doing my due diligence and playing through it, and it will be a very fun review. Maybe, perhaps a little bit of a different flavor, if you will, but uh, I'm going to try my best to just kind of keep it a mystery for now. But um, in a few weeks, we will be having a, a mystery Nintendo retrospective backlog episode and that should be a lot of fun playing through that game right now and i'm having a time with it that's all i'll say my wife and i uh played a little bit more of lego star wars i think now we're on episode nine so we got through episode seven and eight because we've already done episodes one through six and it's very standard it's just a star wars fucking lego game like going through it shooting dudes and yeah it's fine it's it's nothing crazy it's not blowing me away but it's just some dumb fun to have especially you know a game that i can play with my wife or you could play with a a young sibling or a little child or whatever and uh yeah it's not too crazy for them my wife can get into those games really easily and yeah so that is all i've been up to oh wait One more thing, I did pick up a video game this week, and that video game is Kingdom Come Deliverance. It was like eight bucks on PSN, and it's also like the game of the year, like Ultimate, whatever the fuck's got all the bells and whistles. And it was a game that was recommended to me by the homie Jesse a long time ago. I remember him telling me about it, and I I feel like a couple of months ago I watched a video on YouTube of a person just going through their love of this game and why it's so good and I was like I know it's a game that has flaws but like there's there's mechanics in that game just seem really really cool and yeah for eight bucks I was willing to throw down eight bucks to give it a shot Uh, I don't know when I'm going to get into that game 
it looks like it's uh, another game that is a a lot of hours to get through and, and yeah a lot of time commitment which well, I'm already playing Persona. I don't really want to have another game of that caliber on the on the docket for right now. But at some point. But if you have played Kingdom Come Deliverance, what'd you think about it? And uh, yeah, so. There you go, everybody. That is all I've been up to over the last week or so. Let me know what you've been up to, and let's get into it, baby. It's Jason time. It's heavy rain. Let's talk about it. You feeling sad yet? Are you feeling sad? Because, oh buddy, that is what Heavy Rain delivers. It delivers on the sadness, the gloom and doom, if you will. And, oh buddy... Heavy Rain. This is, for me, one of the big hitters. It is, a, it is a game that I've wanted to talk about basically since I started this podcast. It was always... It's always been on the list. I was just... Just a matter of time by the time we got to this one. And why is Heavy Rain so damn important to me? Well, it is the first game of this style that I have ever played. I have never played an interactive video game of this nature up until I played Heavy Rain. And now I have played a good amount of these style of games. But when Heavy Rain came out, there wasn't very many uh, games that were doing this. Now, Quantic Dream, the company that made this game, they had a game on PS2. I think it's called Fahrenheit, like, something or other. But it was very similar to what they were doing with Heavy Rain. It was more of a a story-driven, interactive video game. Not so much gameplay and doing shit you're more just kind of experiencing the story through the eyes of of whoever and in heavy rain you're experiencing the story through the eyes of four different people that you'll be playing as throughout the game and we'll get into all those characters and everything but not only was this one of the first you know um interactive story video games that i've ever played uh the story hit me like a fucking ton of bricks. I just got absolutely absorbed into the story and I ended up loving this game so much. It was the first let's play that I ever did on YouTube way back in 2010, I think is is where it's still on my YouTube channel. It's very old and very much so of its time. So if you are going to watch it, which I don't necessarily recommend, it's uh, you know, be nice. I was a very young man at the time, and uh, YouTube was a very different landscape, but that first Let's Play, I mean, it opened up the doors to YouTube and my whole online persona, I guess, if you will, and yeah, that being the first game that I did, I'll always remember that game. I'm always going to remember that first Let's Play and how much freaking fun I had doing that Let's Play and just getting involved in YouTube, like diving into it with, with... both fucking hands and feet and getting into those YouTube waters. And by far, it was my most successful Let's Play. Probably the only real successful Let's Play I've ever had on YouTube. I had I had episode... Well, one episode in particular was over 100,000 views. Now, that strictly because I put sex tape in the title of the episode, you sickos. And the other one that got good amount of views had boobies in the title. So, yeah, like I said, YouTube was a different time back in 2010. But, um... 
Yeah, man. Uh, heavy rain. When I got to the end of that game, um, during that Let's Play, like, oh my god, when I got to that final credits, man, I bawled my eyes out like a baby. And it wasn't necessarily that the story was like devastating to me or anything. I just got so connected to the characters and the people that I met on YouTube and just loving people enjoying what I put out there and they found it entertaining and some people didn't. And it was just a very special, special game for me. And I also loved it. I, I fucking loved heavy rain. I know it's kind of a, a love hate game. I think more on the like side, but there's definitely people out there that don't like heavy rain. And I completely understand what that the game didn't necessarily age the greatest. And we'll talk about all that. But uh, another reason why I look so fondly on Heavy Rain is it was also during a very great time in my life where I had an after-school job and I had no, you know, no bills to pay and all my money went straight to freaking video games, man. It was probably the only time in my life where I was consistently buying brand new video games. Like, if something new came out and I was into it, I would just go and buy it because I could and I didn't feel bad about it like I would now. Like, if I went out and bought a new video game today, dropped 110 for dollars Canadian because that's how much video games are here in Canada way more expensive than you think I would feel I feel bad every time I drop that much money on a brand new video game like it's gotta hit so many fucking criterias for me to drop that much money on a video game but um, back then man like I said had all this free money and I could do whatever I want with it and I remember heavy rain coming out and it just grabbed me I was like fuck this game looks so cool like I said it was nothing unlike anything I've ever experienced before and just one other memory I have to shout out before we get into the retrospective fully is video games awesome so like I said I have a let's play of it but if you want to watch one that's still good to watch today and still probably my favorite let's play ever on YouTube video games awesome heavy rain let's play it is 10 out of 10 it is one of the funniest all the way through Let's Plays from episode one till the end. It's three friends playing it together, and it's amazing, absolutely amazing. And uh, yeah, so if you if just watch it, trust me. If you don't fall in love with it, and like after the first episode, the jokes that they're making, it is so fucking good. All right, so let's talk about this game. Let's start with the graphics because that's kind of what they were pushing with this game at the time. And I remember that teaser trailer, or I don't even know if it was necessarily had any real connection to heavy rain but they dropped this like kind of tech demo thing with a lady getting interviewed and it was like it was so detailed like it was super beautiful looking uh the character looks so realistic and her emotions that were being displayed in that trailer demo whatever the fuck it was was insane absolutely insane and quantum dream was like yo we're making a game that's gonna have people that look like this in it and Yes, so at the time when Heavy Rain came out, it was a very impressive graphical game, for the most part. Now, there are some inconsistencies in Heavy Rain that I remember, uh, particularly some very strange uh, facial animations, uh, weird mouth movements at time, especially with the kid characters. I remember there just being... A lot of weird mouth movement. There's, There's one that flashes in my mind, particularly... That always makes me giggle whenever I see it. And it's uh, Scott Shelby. He's the detective. We'll talk about the characters in more detail. But he's just like, I have something to say. And his mouth is just so fucked up. It makes no sense. But yeah, I mean, 
if you if you're playing it today, there's going to be some you're going to be like, "All right, this didn't age the best cuz they were going for hyper realism at the time." And those games just don't age the best. Within 5 years, they're generally like, "Oh, okay, there's a new hyper realism game that looks way better." But yeah, I mean, Heavy Rain at the time, it was very very nice looking game. I mean, the rain effects, obviously. The game is called Heavy Rain. And there's a... I don't even know where they are. They're probably in Seattle or somewhere where it rains a lot. Something like that. But, yeah, they got the the rain effects. And just the intro of this game. Like, I think it takes place after the whole mall sequence with the Jason and all that. But um, there's, like, where they're showing all the the cast and characters and shit like that and they're just going through the town and there's like just people standing and they're just just standing there but it was very beautiful intro of that game i was like damn and it, oh does it ever bring the dread in the way that this game looks super gray and overcast weather uh not at the beginning of the game though that that first section of the game where everything is beautiful it's bright and colorful it's sunny beautiful day nothing could go wrong and oh buddy are they ever setting you up for a completely different shift of that game so i will admit yes the intro of this game is slow you're literally just getting up and fucking getting dressed and brushing your hair and your teeth and fucking shit like that then you get to play around the house a little bit you can turn on the radio you can turn off the radio you can turn it back on again you can step outside and step back on inside so i mean honestly i remember being having a lot of fun with that intro uh, section when i first played it but on on replays yeah you're like oh okay this is annoying but that that intro of the game it's so colorful and bright and a completely different out i don't know if we ever get that sort of color scheme again in heavy rain after that initial uh traumatic moment at the beginning of the game now when it comes to spoilers with this one i feel like i probably will be diving into some spoilers because it is a very heavily story driven game if i'm not going to be talking much about the story then there's not going to be much of an episode is there so We'll see where it goes. I will warn you if there's going to be any major spoilers incoming, but we'll kind of just play it by ear. And I mean, well, shit, I, I, I should probably give you a little bit of a laydown on what the hell this game's even about. So let's try, let's, let's do a little concept right here. So you are playing as four characters. You start out as, as Ethan, just your every man as a father and a good father at that and a, and a mediocre husband at best. But you start out as Ethan and... So yeah, we're, we're basically already going to be getting into spoiler territory, so let's just say this is a spoiler cast, because we're, we're going to get into it, but this is very early into the game. So after your kind of tutorial section, where you're deciding if you should or shouldn't put out the plates for your wife, and if she will or will not get angry at you, and I, I will admit, I never put out those plates. I never did anything my wife asked me to do. I went outside and played with my kids, but... After that, you guys go on a little trip to the mall, and your son is killed. Now, there's a lot of controversy around that scene in particular. I remember, like, having numerous conversations around the death of Jason. So, yes, Jason, Jason. Yes, we all know. We all know the Jason thing. He says it a zillion times. There's a Jason button, and you can sit there and just hammer it and hammer it and hammer it. It's a great time. We all know the Jason button. All right, good. So... Jason gets killed by getting hit by a car, apparently. Now, it doesn't really come off that way in the scene. Ethan dives onto Jason and 
from from what I saw of the scene, it kind of looked like Ethan crushes his own son. But the video game, it says that he gets hit by the car and Jason passes away. And essentially, your life is dunion rings after that. You get a divorce with your wife. You're, you know, sharing custody with your other son, Sean. And there's also a murderer on the loose. So kids have been disappearing in this town during heavy rains so and they will find these kids drowned dead somewhere in the city and they're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on right so eventually sean gets taken by the origami killer so this is this is your big enemy i guess if you will the protagonist is the origami killer so you'll get a letter from this origami killer and next thing you know you fucking black out while you're having a good time at the park with your son sean he disappears he's out of here and you're like oh shit that's kind of the gist of the game we gotta find sean and figure out where the heck he is who the origami killer is so this is where the game starts to open up and you are playing as multiple characters so you are ethan he's kind of just the standard man and he is going to be set on a challenge so what the origami killers kind of modus operandi why he is doing this is he's trying to find a father that will do anything for his son so that is the gist of why he is stealing these kids away um and hoping that their parents will come and get them basically and ethan is determined to go out and find sean now you're gonna have to go through a series of trials we'll get into the trials but first let's let's break down the other characters that you're going to be playing as I don't necessarily remember what order they all come in to the game, but we'll just kind of go through them one by one. So we'll, we'll start with Madison. I mean, Madison, I like Madison Page a lot. I especially like her first scene that you get introduced to Madison. Uh, she's basically in a dream sequence and she gets attacked by, um, she gets home invaded and she's just kind of dealing with that. And that scene alone was fucking awesome. First time I dealt with that, I was like, holy shit. Like <laughs> literally thought I got, I got killed and I like fucked up or whatever. And that's another thing about the gameplay. I'm going to be all over the map on this episode. My apologies. I'm just kind of going at it at the seat of my pants here, but you can die in this game. You can have one of those characters. You, at at some point, if you mess up your um, button presses... By the way, this is a... What do you, what the hell do you call that? Those um, quick time events? So that's basically the, the, the bread and butter of what the gameplay is. You're just going to be hitting um, face buttons. You're going to be hitting triggers. It all depends on the difficulty. Like, if you, if you crank up the difficulty, I think you'll be using, like, more shoulder buttons and more of the analog stick stuff. And when you go into lower difficulty, it's more or less probably just going to be to your face buttons. Keep it pretty simple. There was, at the time, six axis, I think, and all that shit was going on. It didn't work very well, and it was really, really annoying. That's also one of the really good things about the video game's awesome. They were using the Move, PlayStation Move, if anyone fucking even remembers that existed. They were using that, and it makes a lot of hilarity ensue throughout that play. But yeah, you're basically, the gameplay's really simple. You're kind of just hitting buttons when it tells you to hit the button at the right time. Not too crazy. But you can die at certain points in the game, and then that character's just gone. So... You got to be careful, you got to think twice, and you got to hit your button prompts at the right time. But Madison, yeah, she gets introduced in a very fun way. I really enjoyed that scene in the game. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of my, my personal let's play was that scene in the game. It was rather fun. 
And then you get Norman Jaden. So Norman Jaden is like uh, basically an FBI. I think he is FBI, but he's got this like really advanced pair of sunglasses, which makes him see shit. Uh, that a detective would really like to see. You can see tracks, you can like scan for clues and stuff like that. And that's what Jaden kind of brings different in his gameplay parts. You'll be at scenes of the crime, like, all right, we found one of the origami killers, um, victims, and we're going to come over here. We're going to look at the body. We're going to look around the area for clues. You're going to be scanning shit and you go out and find clues. The more clues you find, the more you're going to be able to find out about who may be the origami killer. So you'll collect these things with Jaden, and I really like Jaden, like I said. So he wears these glasses, and uh, for him to wear these glasses, he'll be given the opportunity to take this drug. It's a fake drug. It's not a real drug in our world, but in their world, it is a very dangerous drug, and that is kind of something you're going to be playing with. Like, it gives you the option. Should I take the drug? Should I not take the drug? And that will lead you down a certain path with Jaden. And, yeah, uh, Jaden, like, I have played through this game multiple times. I... I haven't seen every single ending, but I've seen, like, the major good ending. I've seen the worst ending, and probably an ending somewhere in the middle there. But Jaden, he's he's a good guy. <laughs> I really, really like Jaden. He's probably my favorite character in this game. I really like uh, the... Vo- I mean, we'll talk about all the voice acting and everything in a moment, but Jaden is the homie. He's just a really hard-working detective, and he just wants to catch the origami killer and save Sean. And then you get, uh, what's his whole name? Scott Shelby. Scott Shelby, he is uh, like a private detective. He's kind of just doing shit on his own. He's like, I'm going to try and figure this out. He's doing his own thing. He's following his own leads, kind of doing his own thing and figuring shit out on his own in a different way. And more of a, like, he's a private eye, right? So he doesn't have to follow the rules necessarily that Jaden would have to be being in a, in a big old organization or whatnot. So you're playing through these three characters, four characters, and they will at times interact with each other. You get a lot of Madison and Ethan interacting with each other because Madison, I didn't mention it, but she is a reporter. She is a journalist. She is writing stories and she wants to get very close to Ethan because Ethan, his son disappeared. So he is currently uh, suspect number one on who could be the origami killer because the night that Sean disappeared, you blacked out and you can't recall anything that happened that night. So you look really, 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 really bad right now playing as Ethan. So now back with Ethan, his main gameplay is dealing with the trials that the origami killer has set forth for him. So there's four trials that you're going to do, and they're pretty fucking legit. They're really cool, and we're going to go into them. We're going we're gonna to talk about them all. Let's just, let's just get in there and do this. So the first trial you get, they send you, I don't know, like a fucking animal cracker or something. I don't remember. They send you a little note with an animal or something attached to it. So the first one, first trial that you do is the bear. And it's pretty fucking badass, man. Like, you sit there, he sends you to a garage, you get a car, and then you turn the GPS on. It's like, drive to this location. You're like, all right, off you go. Next thing you know, you're driving down the wrong side of the highway. Holy shit. So, yeah, that would scare me, and it's also like you gotta fucking pedal to the metal, you gotta go as fast as possible, and you gotta sit there and dodge all the cars, and it's it's pretty freaking crazy, man, and all the, the what do you call it, the quick time events, they're coming at you, you're just weaving in between the cars, trying people, it's crazy, and then you 
yeah, end up in a big old crash and shit. And um, basically the point of it, when you get through the trials, it'll like, it'll give you a little bit more of the address where apparently Sean is being held. I will admit, I um, when the first time I played through this game, I didn't get the whole address and I just had to take a guess and I got it right. I couldn't fucking believe it. They gave you like three or four addresses. I picked one and it just happened to be the right one. But if you do and complete all the trials correctly, it'll give you more, basically like a little hangman situation. It'll give you a little bit more letters of the of the address. So rather you, you do or you don't get them. I For the sake of this, let's just say we get all the all them done. The next one you get is the butterfly. This one is... If you're if you're claustrophobic, claustrophobic, you're not going to like this one. So you start out, you're going, you start at this factory, you find a way into the factory, and then you just get, you're just looking at this like tunnel. You're like, oh hell no, I'm not going in there. And then you got to go in there, and you're following this like you'll light a match, and you're just trying to follow the tunnel, and then you get on into the broken glass. This fucking crazy motherfucker crawl through this massive tunnel and just place broken glass all over the place you're crawling through can't see fucking anything crawling through glass you find a dead body in there and then eventually you get to go down this really fun nifty slide and then you're introduced to the real trial which is you're just in this room with all these huge electrical transformers and you gotta get through all these, like, this little maze, basically, of wires and electricity, and try not to get fucking electrocuted. Pretty simple. It's it's not, like, a hard trial or anything. Like, the major hard part of it is, like, oh, you gotta press three or four buttons at the same time. Ooh. So, yeah, you get through that. It's pretty easy-peasy. And we move on to the next trial. We got the lizard. This one's rough, bro. This one is rough. Sends you to this freaking ghetto-ass building. You go up there. And basically, this one's pretty simple. He's like, cut your finger off. <laughs> I don't care how you do it. Just cut your finger off. And it's like, ah, oh, shit. And then you're just in a fucking just chaotic. You got like five minutes or something. And you're just going around this apartment trying to find something to cut your finger off with. And they give you... A good variety of things. There's like a knife. There's a fucking like piece of rebarb, which you gotta like burn. And like, there's some really fucked up ways to cut your finger in this section. And I, I did the worst ones. I did like the burning it off or whatever the hell you have to do. You can do it really nice and easy. Get a nice cleaver and bam, Bob's your uncle. No more fingy and off you go. But yeah, I remember the first time I got to that one. I was like, oh God, what am I gonna do? I can't remember what the first one I did. I might have broke the glass in the bathroom or something i feel like that might have been something you could have done but um yeah the one this one really frustrates me because i know where the clue is the the clue is hidden underneath the table and there's just like a little flash drive under there and you plug it into the the phone or whatever and it gives you more of the clue but i was like even when i knew that i was like oh can i just check under the table i know it's there but nah you can't do that as far as i know then you get to the next trial it's called the shark and uh what's this one oh this one's fucked up. So you are given a gun and uh, your task is to go kill a man and off you go. So you go, yeah, yeah, break into this dude's house and and like pretty quickly you re- like you realize that this guy has kids and then he comes at you with fucking everything. He comes at you with a shotgun and you're just 
fucking running around this apartment avoiding shotgun blasts. And then you get the opportunity to kill him. And you know what? Honestly, that dude tried to kill me. I never once felt bad, really, for killing this man. He didn't seem like a good father, though he was a, a father. And that sucks. You didn't, like, I, it's, 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 it puts you in a rough fucking spot. It's a tough trial to get through, but... Again, that one was really cool. And then you finish it off with the rat, which is just simply drink a vial of poison. And yeah, at that point of the game, you're, really, you're just like, fuck it. I, you drink it and you hope that he's lying. And I can't fucking remember. I think he was lying. I don't think it is actually poison. But the idea is that you drink this poison, you get the address, and it's supposed to give you just enough time to get there, say goodbye to Sean, and save him. And then you die. So those are the trials. They're all really, really cool. And yeah, they definitely do borrow a little bit from the Saw movies there, like cutting off your own finger and shit. I could definitely see the some similarities with that. But I've only seen one Saw movie out of the fucking ten that there are now. So I don't, I don't know a whole lot about Saw. But while Ethan is doing all these trials and shit, he's getting chased by the cops. He is getting tracked down by Madison Page, who is also being like your nurse slash girlfriend slash friend slash a whole bunch of shit it's very confusing but basically after every trial <coughs> you'll go back to your hotel and you'll meet madison there who just can't fucking sleep so she decides i'm gonna sleep at a motel you guys kind of become friends she starts helping you while trying to you know get information out of you are you the killer did you do it what do you know kind of deal and then you kind of just become lovers if you want to and Fuck, I'll just throw that in here right now. That sex scene, or whatever the fuck they want to call that, that was one of the most awkward things I have ever had to go through. Thank God no one walked in the room when I was going through those sex scenes. It's terrible. It is so fucking bad. Even for back then, it was pretty awkward, but, like, sex in video games was still kind of new at the time. But, yeah, they're just, like, awkwardly, like, shoving their faces and mouths on each other and, like, rubbing. It's fucking awful. The booby looks like a booby, I guess. But, yeah, it's... You you do a lot better, especially this day and age. But, yeah, the sex scene, awkward as fuck. Uh, The Madison stuff, she's got some pretty fucking good moments in the game as well. My favorite... Oh, I think it's got to be the dance club. You go to the club and you got to get all dolled up you go to the bathroom you're putting on this makeup you're showing off some some cleavage and shit and you're trying to get um close to this guy called Paco eventually once you do the things correctly you get close to Paco and and some pretty fucking awesome shit goes down with Paco you grab his nuts and you make him squeal like a little girl it's pretty damn entertaining right there so Madison she's got some good moments also when she gets um, fuck, I, I hated that scene when it goes down, but she goes, she goes to talk to this, like, doctor or something, and he's like, oh, come into my house, and she's like, absolutely, he's like, drink this drink, and she's like, all right, and the next thing you know, you're fucking tied up in the basement, about to get your fucking heart ripped out of your chest while you're still alive, but that scene of, of the game is also very, very cool, I enjoyed that quite a lot as well, but throughout this, for example, like I said, you can die, things can go wrong in this game if you don't do it right, so there's potential here for Ethan to get caught by the police, he'll go to jail, and he'll just be done for the rest of the game, that's it, folks, he is done, and yeah, you could just basically experience the bad ending at that point, and like I said, I've experienced most of the endings, but um, yeah, so that can go down, you're avoiding the cops, you're running away with Madison, she's trying to help you and herself at the same time, and then you get to 
Let's go to Jaden. So Jaden, he's got some good stuff. He's a, a little bit more of the boring side because that's what Jaden, once you're done doing, like you go out on the field, you find your clues, and then you got to go back to the office, and then you're looking through all the clues, and you're like trying to piece it all together. You're going through footage and like rewinding, and it's like, oh, what's that thing back there? And then you figure out that kind of shit. Eh, it's okay. It's not bad. Um, it's, it's, it's semi-interesting, like, the first time you go through it when you don't really know anything. When you play it multiple times, you're like, all right, I know, fucking, I gotta look at this, gotta rewind to this point, and go through that, da-da-da-da-da, and off you go. But I like, uh, Jaden, he's kind of got this, like, rivalry with this other douchebag cop that he's gotta work with. I don't remember his name, but he is just out of control. This fucking guy is so crazy. There's one scene, they're just, like, chilling in a fucking room and they're just like going over some shit and this guy just like gets up he's like you fucking asshole it's just like so over the top out of nowhere it kills me every time that scene goes down but i like their little fucking rivalry love hate relationship that's going on throughout the game's pretty good but jane's got some good moments throughout the game as well i mean there's the final kind of fight scene in the on top of the of the big structure. Now I'm not that's I think that's gonna be like the only spoiler I don't think I want to talk about is who is the origami killer, just in case someone still wants to experience that. But um yeah, the final fight with Jaden, that was really cool and also extremely sad when I had to go through it for my bad ending and I had to just let him die up there. That wasn't <laughs> that wasn't very awesome. But uh, that's a good fight up there. And, of course, fucking Mad Jack, dog. Oh, my God. So you end up going to this, like, scrapyard. And you're looking for this fucking Mad Jack guy because he knows some shit. But his name is Mad Jack. So he's uh, he's uh, he's a character. And you end up getting in a big old fight with that dude. And it's a good fight. It's a good fight. I like the way that uh, Mad Jack ends up going down. It's a kind of a karma situation, but that was some good shit. The fight scenes in the game are really good. Like, there's a lot of fight scenes, man. There's a lot of good fight scenes in the game. Now, like, it, the gameplay is the gameplay. Like, you're just pressing the face buttons or whatever the fuck. But, like, the moment. Like, if they made Heavy Rain into a movie, I think it'd make a great movie. I'm surprised we haven't had a Heavy Rain movie, uh, you know? But... It's pretty good. And then we get to Scott Shelby. So he's kind of doing a whole bunch of, like, private detective shit. He goes to um, the one... I really don't like the the part where you go to the clockmaker and you're talking to this old clock guy. And at some point, like, out of nowhere, like, oh, no, the old clock man's dead. What the fuck happened? And you got to get the hell out of there. But they're like, oh, you touched all this stuff, so you got to go around trying to remember what you touched and you got to wipe it down and oh my god i remember getting so angry at that part because i thought i got everything and then if you don't it'll show you what you missed and i missed the fucking doorknob i was like ah oh. i was like oh god damn it i was like of course i entered here I, I how did i forget the doorknob so that pissed me off and that that whole section right there that whole manfred and the clock at the end of the game that part right there that's a big old like wait what the fuck like there is some issues with the story in that area if you played the game you might know what i'm talking about but like yeah that that was like when i got to the end of the game like that doesn't make any sense like when and how did that have where how did he die like what the fuck anyway that part was annoying there's a part that still gets me to this day 
you go to this girl's house, or this woman's house, and she's, uh, she's going through some bad times. You know, you find her in a tub in a bad way, and she's got a newborn baby that's just fucking losing it, being neglected, and you gotta take care of the baby. And one part of the the gameplay is that there'll be, like, a handful of, like, these sensitive moments where you gotta do things slowly. So you'll rather, you know, move the analog stick in a circular motion really slowly or whatever. And there's a trophy for Heavy Rain in this moment where you gotta do everything with the baby perfectly. And the one that always fucked me up is when you gotta rock the baby to sleep and you gotta do it nice and gently. You gotta do it, like, three or four fucking times and I fuck it up every single freaking time i should have the platinum in heavy rain but that just that scene alone just kills me every fucking time but yeah uh, shelby that part of the game you know i i don't really jive with those parts of the game too much but shelby does have one of the more badass probably the most badass moment in the entire game so the woman that you helped with the baby her name is lauren she ends up coming with you uh she hooks up with shelby not in a sexual way though she seems to want that anyway she helps him out being her his uh partner or whatever she comes along with you and then eventually you meet this like rich dude whose son is, like, a prime suspect to be the origami killer because he, like, apparently drowned some kid by accident and they covered it up. So he's a prime suspect. You go to check him out. But then his dad, like, they catch you or whatever. They put you in a car with Lauren. They knock you out. And then they put the fucking car in the lake. So you wake up. You're fucking underwater. She's knocked out cold. The water is starting to creep into the car. You're like, oh, shit. And I will admit, not one single time, Have I ever saved Lauren out of that car? My anxiety spikes every single time. I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to drown. I don't want to fucking drown. So I'm just like, I'm out of here. See you later. And she's drowned every single time. But regardless if you do save her or not, you will then go on a absolute rampage in this dude's house. You You go back to that guy's house. He's in this big mansion. And you proceed to go and kill every bodyguard in that in that place and there's got to be 40 of them and you do not reload that gun one single time which is amazingly impressive but you go in there you kill fucking everybody you get into the dude's room and then you get the option in a very awesome way to kill this guy or kill this guy basically it's uh one way or the other that guy's going down um I think you can save him, but I never do because that guy tried to kill me. And uh, when people try to kill me, I tend to not let them live. So yeah, that that part of the game is fucking awesome. A little bit unrealistic, you know, going in there, no fucking body armor or anything, a little pistol and you wipe out fucking 30 fully armed bodyguards. No problem. But hey, Scott Shelby says he can do anything. He can do anything. So those are the four characters that you're playing as. Like I said, I'm not going to go into who the origami killer is. If you haven't experienced the game, I highly recommend you go out and experience this game. But there's one more thing we got to touch on, and that is the voice acting of this game. Because this game, they put a lot of work into that. So this game, I don't know if it's like the first of its kind or anything like that, but it was definitely... You know, in a in a new era where they were using real people, they had like the the face scanning which was pretty new at the time and yes it's not as impressive obviously as what we're doing now in video games but i remember when i beat heavy rain or whatever you get some like unlockable videos and shit and it was like the 
the casting videos for the people that are playing Scott Shelby, Ethan Mars, like the real actors, and they look just like them. Like you look at the actor Scott Shelby, you're like holy fuck, that's Scott Shelby. Oh my goodness, that's crazy, and that really blew my mind. So I think the voice acting for the most part, is outstanding. I think your four main characters, like Madison, Jaden especially, is awesome. Ethan, Shelby, they're all great. I think the voice acting from all of them is spectacular. But there are complaints. So there's a couple of scenes in the game where they're like flashback scenes. And um, uh, you're playing as kids. And I will admit the kids, their voice acting is pretty shit. But they're kids, so I can't really go on them too much. And apparently, like, um, the kid, like, I think Quantic Dream is, like, a French, they're from France, maybe, I don't know, they're French, but, uh, apparently the kids that they, they hired or, uh, cast for this role, they're, like, French-speaking kids, so they kind of had, like, that weird French accent going on, so that's why they kind of sound weird and kind of look weird and a whole bunch of shit. That's another section of the game. That flashback scene is sad as fuck. Like, that's where you get the whole, like, why the Oregon, like, why is he doing this? And you, and you get to that exact moment of this is why, this is what traumatized this person into doing what they're doing. And it's really fucking cool. It's a really sad, touching scene. And it hit hit home with me because, like, you know, this person's father is, like, an alcoholic and just not a good man and shit like that. And it's, like, that's a relatable thing for a lot of us out here. So, like, that scene hit home. The the whole story of this game hit home. And I, I got to shout out the music. I, I love the music and Heavy Rain. Like, these... It, it nails... Like, it's a very gloomy game. It's a very depressing game. It's not supposed to make you happy or anything. But they nail that with the sound as well. Like, the dreary... Like, even when it's just, like... There's a scene in the game very early when it's just you and Sean and you're, you're playing single dad. You know, oh, I got the kid tonight. I got to feed it. I got to I got to take care of it and give it medicine and shit. But the music in there is just like, yeah, so it just, oh, it just absolutely encap- captures what moment you're in. Like you're in these, these rough times, man. Like you're divorced. And your kid fucking hates you. He's miserable. Like you, you feel fucking responsible for your son's death and like all this guilt and like the music just brings out the dread man oh buddy does it ever bring out the dread but when shit kicks in like oh my god the violins are doing the you're like oh oh music and heavy rain is where it's at y'all i really dig the music and the atmosphere that they built with this game i mean i think they nailed exactly what they were looking for if you're not depressed after playing heavy rain then I don't, I don't know if there's something wrong with you or, or you're like a god or something. I'm not really sure. But um, regardless, man, Heavy Rain is a freaking awesome video game. It's got excellent replayability. Like, I've gone through the game, I, I'm pretty sure it's three times. It might be four. But um, to go through and experience the endings, they're very, very different. <laughs> like... I you would have I would have to at least recommend you check out the at least oh man all the endings are really good. I just checked out the one ending that I didn't get to experience and holy fuck do I ever want to go and experience that. So maybe there's going to be uh, a playthrough of Heavy Rain for myself even though I know like they they re-released it on PS4 and the the metacritic for it went way down. So it's definitely a game of its era. It didn't necessarily 
um, age gracefully up until now. Like I can't, I, like it's been a long time since I played Heavy Rain, so I can't really necessarily say if the game still holds up today. But I think with those, with that, with that story, especially the story for me, hook, line, and sinker, it absolutely got me. I had no idea that that twist was coming. Had no idea who the origami killer was when they finally revealed it. I was like, what? That's insane. But. My only problem is, like, the reveal was awesome, but, like, the explanation for some of the question marks throughout it were, like, no, that that doesn't make any sense. But the replayability on this game is fantastic. Like I said, I feel like I'm, I might be going through the game pretty soon to maybe, maybe finally save Lauren for once and see what she can do uh, being alive. Because there's actually a, a very good ending with that one. But if you have experienced the endings, what was your favorite ending? I might say that like the, the fucked up ending, like where everything goes wrong. It is like, if you don't feel depressed after that one, then there's something wrong with you for sure. Because it is bad, man. It is really bad, but it was it's worth going through and just seeing, like... You don't usually get that, right? Like, you don't get those games that are just, like, bad ending. Like, oh, it's just everything's bad. Well, I guess you do get those. But anyway, I really enjoyed that one. I love the story of this game. I love Heavy Rain. And when it comes to Quantic Dream, for the most part, I'm a big fan of them. Now... Beyond Two Souls didn't hit for me. I tried it. It just, I just didn't like it. But then Detroit Become Human. That might be my favorite Quantum Dream game. Like, I really, really enjoyed Detroit Become Human. Maybe there'll be an episode someday. Unless, did I already do one? I don't know. But there is a Let's Play on my YouTube channel of me playing through Detroit Become Human. Uh, uh, you can go check that one out. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And it's more of a recent Let's Play. I think I did that last year. So if you're interested, you can go check that one out. And you can maybe even watch my old from 2010. Remind you of that. It's old. So it's it's not very good. or <laughs> just not good at, at all. But yeah, if you want to check it out, go ahead. But yeah, dude, I would highly recommend you check out Heavy Rain. It's a freaking awesome game. And, you know, I know people don't really like those um, interactive button pressing games or anything but I actually I'm a big fan of them I love them especially my wife and I we love playing through them together and I'm dying for some more what's the next quantic dream game like I'm gonna be there man like I always do get excited for their games I'm a fan of these style of games and it's easy to get into the story because there's not too much gameplay like weighing my brain down i can just it's really easy to focus in on the story of heavy rain which i think is an awesome story um if i explain too much of the story my apologies but i didn't give you who the origami killer is so go out there and find the origami killer before sean is killed and then you can experience the jason thing so yeah if you haven't played heavy rain before go out and play it you can get it dirt cheap super cheap and it's absolutely worth it it's not that long and yeah it's good game so there you go, everybody. Not the longest episode this week. Kind of had to throw it together a little bit at the last second. But there you go. There's another episode of the GX GamerCast down and done. What do you think about Heavy Rain? Did you play it? Do you want to play it? Or will you never play Heavy Rain? And I, don't do not do that. Don't, don't not play Heavy Rain. How dare you? Go out there and experience Heavy Rain. It's a freaking awesome game. And I love it. Always going to love it. And there we go, everybody. That is the episode. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are awesome. You want to be even more awesome? Make sure you're hitting that review button. Hit the stars. Hit the like. Do what you got to do. It only takes a second of your time. It's literally just a little clicky click away for you. So hit that clicky click for me. Help me out. I don't want to have a regular job anymore i want to do this for a living i'm just kidding i'm probably never gonna happen but you never know so there 
thank you everybody again for listening slash watching. I would love for y'all, if you want to send in a question about video games, wrestling, hockey, podcasting, you name it, send in a question. I got a Twitter page. Links are all in the description. There's an email address, and I upload all these episodes onto the Gamer GX Videos YouTube channel, so that's a great spot. Drop a comment there on the video. I'll see it. I'll put it in the next podcast, and I'll answer your question live if you'd like me to, or we can just have a private conversation. That's all good, too, baby, so there you go. Hopefully, you guys are having a good week a good weekend whatever it is whenever you're listening to it hopefully it's all going good for you and we'll be back again with some more gx plus cast jason 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 jason